Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 1. We're not in a rush, but what this is, it's continuing. He was talking about the rapture. What is the rapture? The rapture is the taking away of the believers to go be with Jesus. It's that simple, okay? You're getting snatched away from your life here on earth. And he's continuing to talk about this. Now look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 1. He says, Now concerning how and when all this will happen, dear brothers and sisters, we don't really need to write you. That just means that they've been talking about it already. Okay? Say, does that mean we don't need the information? Oh, we need it. That's why it's in Scripture. Okay? So we need for him to have written this, and he did, and praise God. So he says, you know quite well that the day of the Lord's return will come unexpectedly, like a thief in the night. What an illustration. Scripture says that. Scripture uses it. Back in the day, we had some movies. I don't know if y'all remember them, if you've known the Lord a while. I believe there was uh, some end-time movies that were called Like a Thief in the Night. I don't know if y'all remember that, but some of those were interesting. Little 70s movies, Christian movies. Um, he comes when you least expect it. A few months ago, Sunday morning, gosh, I don't remember which month that was, probably in the fall, I came out, and I was leaving to church, and I, I don't know, I, I walked a different route that I usually do. Jen's car was parked right in the front of the house, just right in front like this, because we have a little circle drive and then a regular driveway. My truck was parked over near the garage, and I think I walked over to check the mail, and as I was walking back, I looked on the ground, and there was a, one of Jen's rings, and it was not a valuable ring, but a, one of her jewelry pieces, Right? Probably something we got. I think it was one of the gifts I got for her on Amazon that she requested one time. They look nice, but not real expensive. I saw it on the ground and went, why would Jen have dropped this behind the vehicle? So I went to pick it up, and I thought, I wonder if the vehicle's open. I'll just, I'll just put it back in there. Well, I, I go to open the vehicle, and somebody had come by in the night and gone through everything, looking for money, I guess, or whatever. They left an Amazon gift card in there. They, they, I guess they were moving quick or they were on something or both. Man, they'd pulled everything out of the glove compartment. They'd gone under the seats. And praise God, Jen's, Jen's wallet wasn't in the vehicle because that could have been ugly. Uh, we don't just carry tons of cash, but who knows what they could have gotten a hold of, debit card or something. And so I looked and went, wow. And I was thinking, we have a ring camera. And for some reason, it didn't catch it. And it was right in front of the house. And I'm reminded of that with this verse, a thief in the night. If we knew a thief was coming, we would prepare for it better, right? They came by the house. You just kind of feel violated. They go through all your stuff and leave stuff out. So I put stuff back, and I told my wife, I said, hey, you got, you got to really lock your vehicle because Jen comes from another place that's not Hobbs. I'm still trying to get her to lock stuff and not leave stuff. It's just, you know, growing up. Say, yeah, Hobbs is pretty safe, and it is. I mean, a lot of folks will leave a bike out in the yard, and it's fine. Nobody messes with it, but you just, you know, I trust people, and I don't trust the devil in people, right? So you just never know. You never know. And a lot of folks will not break windows on your vehicle, but they'll walk through your street, and they'll check the doors just to see if the handles are open. They don't want any extra trouble. They just want to see if they can get in your car without setting the alarm off and take some stuff. So had we known, right, we would have prepared better, but nothing came of it. 
praise God, it just had us really thinking and preparing for it. You know quite well that the day of the Lord's return will come unexpectedly like a thief in the night. Once again, I don't know that they even took anything. Nothing was missing. So there's nothing extremely valuable in the car. When people are saying everything is peaceful and secure, one tra translation says peace and safety. Then disaster will fall on them. Wow. As suddenly as a pregnant woman's labor pains begin and there will be no escape. Hmm. That's something else, isn't it? Now, so it's talking about the day of the Lord and it's tying it to the rapture. Now, does that mean, pe people have gone all kinds of directions with this. Does that mean the day of the Lord is during the tribulation when everything's going haywire? Does it mean the day of the Lord when he snatches away his people is going to cause chaos? Which I imagine it would, right? If you had two Christian pilots in a plane, then the plane's going down if they both made heaven and they're snatched away. Got guys working on a rig with safety equipment, whatever. Turn it loose, a guy working in a backhoe. You can, I mean, can you imagine millions of people all of a sudden being gone from the planet that are saved and walking with God? It's sudden. you got to be right with God now. But it would cause chaos. So are we talking about the tribulation here? Are we talking about just the rapture? I don't know, but it, referring to it as the day of the Lord. It says, but you aren't in the dark about these things, dear brothers and sisters, and you won't be surprised when the day of the Lord comes like a what? Like a thief. So, so most likely this is referring to the snatching away of God's people and all the chaos it causes and everything else that goes with it, every, the world events at that time, okay? So let's read that verse again, if you don't mind. You aren't in the dark about these things, dear brothers and sisters, and you won't be surprised when the day of the Lord comes, once again, like a thief, all right? For you're all children of the light and of the day. We don't belong to darkness and night. Now, why, why do you think people go, the scripture refers to this in other places, why do you think people do evil deeds at night? What's your opinion on that? Why do you think people do evil deeds at night? Not that they don't do evil deeds during the day, because you've, you've heard the saying, man, they did that in broad daylight. But why do you think people do stuff, you know, evil things? There's a covering. They don't think they're being seen, right? They wait till nighttime. I've been told for years that some parts of town in Hobbs, is a, it's a different world at night. And you don't believe me? Go to, uh, is Walmart 24 hours again after COVID? It's not. They closed for a few hours. I remember back in the day before I got married, we were wondering, I don't know why. Be playing video games and doing dumb stuff. Like, let's go to Walmart. Y'all have been there. Like, for what? But man, I've walked in there late at night even, even since I've been married at 11 or 12 at night for something, and there's some different folks in there, folks you don't usually see out. I'm like, wow, and they're not doing anything bad necessarily, but different things come out at night, okay? This is different, man. There's some, there's some real riffraff going on there. You say, man, are you, are you making a judgment? Well, I'm just saying, it just feels and looks shady, but... They're saying here, for you are all children of the light and of the day. We don't belong to darkness and night. It's funny, <clears throat> the longer I've been married, it feels like the earlier we go to bed, man. It's crazy. I'm not that old. I mean, I am pushing 50, but still, you know, it's crazy. And, and there are nights we stay up real late, and then, you know, 
and here we are. We don't have kids. We have a dog that will wake up at a certain time, and he needs to be walked and all this. So I'm like, we got to go to bed. But there's some nights we stay up late. But then I'm like, why did we stay up so late? You know? But anyway, we're going to bed earlier and earlier. So 10 o'clock's early, 9, whatever. But I don't know. Everybody's different. Some of you go to bed even earlier because you're awake earlier. But the, the writer here, the Apostle Paul says, For you are all children of the light and of the day. We don't belong to darkness and night. We don't belong to things that are associated with evil. That's really what he's, what he's talking about. We're children of light. What does light do? It, it exposes everything. You know what's going on, right? You've, ever, you've said it. Maybe others have said it. You're a mechanic or you're looking into a storage room at the house. Said, Man, let's, let's, let's turn a light on. Man, we can't see in here. What's going on? I want to be able to see what's going on. And those that are of the darkness and night, they want to hide, right? Kind of like when Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden. He knew where they were. But God asked questions to disarm. He said, where are you? <laughs> Why are you hiding? What's going on here? You are all children of the light and of the day. We don't belong to darkness and night. Okay, let's keep going. So be on your guard. Not asleep like the others. Ooh, let's hang out here for a moment. Stay alert and clear-headed. There are other verses that say, awake, those of you who sleep. My mom used to say that. I had a, as a kid, I had a real hard time getting up to pray with, with mom and Jonathan Elaine and I was older already when they started doing that, so it was, it was a real hard habit for me because I was not a morning person. I remember even in high school, the whole house would be asleep and I'd be awake just for no reason. Brushing my teeth real late, looking in the mirror, doing push-ups. Really, just all kinds of stuff. I remember, I, I, I distinctly remember it, especially as a junior in high school, but I think I started as a sophomore in high school, just, just being awake. And I just thought, if I can be quiet, then we're cool. But then morning had to come. Right? Some people don't need a lot of sleep, but I'm pretty average. I think I need seven or eight hours of sleep. Some are like, I don't need much sleep. I've had people say that. I only need two or three hours of sleep, but then they can't get up in the morning. And they're late for everything. So, hmm. And, and people need less sleep than others. But I remember those mornings, my mom even praying and, and, and stuff in the other room you could hear. And, and she'd tell me, man, you need to wake up. It's time to wake up and pray. Come on, we got to seek God. I was like, man, I don't want to do anything. I couldn't hardly get out of bed. So be on your guard, not asleep like the others. What does being asleep denote? It means you're missing out on a lot of stuff, right? If other activities going on, if it's 11 a.m. and you had to stay in bed because you went to sleep at 4 a.m., you're, you're gone to the world, right? You're, you're dead to the world. Asleep means you're missing out on stuff. There's things happening that you don't know about, don't care about, all right? This is talking about spiritually speaking. Stay alert and be clear-headed. Let's keep going. Night is the time when people sleep and drinkers get drunk. Wow. Night is the time when people sleep and drinkers get drunk, usually, right? All right. But let us who live in the light, that's you, that's me. You say, man, I'm serving God. There's a light on my life. I am the light of the world, Jesus said. Let us who live in the light be clear-headed, protected by the armor of faith and love. Ephesians 6 talks about the armor of God, right? The armor of faith and love. And wearing as our helmet the confidence of our salvation. 
So make sure that you're, you're keeping on the armor of God even when you go to sleep at night. When you wake up, you have on the armor of God. Could anyone recite to me the armor of God tonight? Even if it's just one piece, we'll put it all together. Yes, sir. I think you got them all. Did he get them all? Well done. You've been in one of pastor's classes and you went to the academy. Praise God. Very good. Very good. So, you, man, keep it all on. I remember years ago, even spiritually speaking, my dad saying, well, don't take off the armor when you go to sleep. In the spirit, man, keep it on. Helmet of salvation, right? You need it for your dreams, right? Dreams are a vulnerable time. Look at, look at this. It says, but let us who live in the light be clear-headed, right? What keeps you clear-headed? Staying in the word and in prayer and connected to right people. Protected by the armor of faith and love and wearing as our helmet the confidence of our salvation. Let's move on. For God chose to save us through our Lord Jesus Christ, not to pour out his anger on us. So see, many use this verse to say that, look, most likely we're going to get raptured before the tribulation. I believe this, this translated in the King James is, God has not reserved us for wrath. Okay? For God chose to save us through our Lord Jesus Christ, not to pour out his anger on us. So, here's all I got to say. You say, man, when is, when is the rapture going to be? Hopefully it's before the great tribulation when the whole world's falling apart and getting judged. But God did not reserve you for, for wrath and judgment either way. But I don't know when the, when the rapture is going to be. I mean, I want to go to heaven as much as the next person or more. I mean, well, let's go to heaven where it's perfect. Let's see all our loved ones. Let's be with Jesus. There's no shadows. It's all light. It's beautiful. Streets of gold. Let's go to be with the Lord. But when is that? I don't know. But what, like one minister years ago used to say, he said, the first trip out, I'm out of here. He wouldn't even discuss it much. He said, I don't know. But the first trip out, I'm going because I'm going to be right with God. I'm going to serve him and be ready. Okay? For God chose to save us through our Lord Jesus Christ, not to pour out his anger on us. So remember, God's not trying to judge you right now. You're saved. Does he deal with certain areas in our life? Yes. Now, continued disobedience, even for Christians, brings judgment. But if you say, man, I'm doing my best with God's help. I want to serve him. I want to live right. You're not under judgment, okay? You're not. Christ died for us so that whether we are dead or alive when he returns, we can live with him forever. And do you remember those verses we discussed last week? Those who are dead in Christ will rise first, right? So their spirit will reunite with their body. And then you're going to have a reunited, you're going to have a glorified body like Jesus. What does that mean? It means you'll be able to move at the speed of thought. That's what I can ascertain by reading scripture. Is he was here and he was gone. Remember when he appeared to the disciples? He would just be there and say, hi, I'm here. He would eat, but then he would disappear. So that's going to be incredible to have a glorified body like Jesus. People talk about it and say, well, you're going to be in your prime. Um, some say, well, you're going to be age 33 like Jesus was when he died. And, you know, I've thought about that and thought, does that mean I'm going to be bald in heaven? Because I was very bald by the age of 33. And one other guy told me, <laughs> those of you who know Pastor Joel Stockstills, about a year ago we were texting, seems like. And uh, he said, no, man, we were talking about a singer. He goes, man, when I get to heaven, I'm going to sing like that. And he goes, when you get to heaven... He just brought this up out of nowhere. He goes, you're going to have hair like Fabio. <laughs> Thank you, I think. Like a young lion. 
It's not that important. I just want to be in heaven. Okay. So you'll be in your prime. You'll be in a glorified body. So here we are. Whether we're dead or alive, when he, when he returns, we can live with him forever. Just imagine that. After 10,000 years, you're just beginning, the old song says. So encourage each other and build each other up just as you are already doing. Avoid negativity. This isn't just a seeker-friendly message to say be positive, not negative. But it's true. We as believers, we need to be positive. Be positive, man. Treat people kindly. Um, the golden rule is what? Jesus said, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Treat people well. Encourage each other. Build each other up. Find something good about someone to give them a compliment about. Pray for people. Be kind. And, and I love this. It says, encourage each other. Build each other up just as you are already doing. Whatever you're doing that's good and right, keep doing it. Right? Hang in there. Keep doing it. All right. Dear brothers and sisters, Honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. Wow. They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. People say, well, yeah, he's your dad and you have to. No. What? I've seen people that cannot work with their parents. I've seen people who can't work with their siblings. I've seen people. Who, we have the grace of God on us to be able to work together so well. Have we irritated each other over the years? Sure. Do we always agree on everything? No. Dad does some things sometimes, and I can't figure it out. We're just so different. I'm like, I don't get that. But I honor him. And there's things, if he makes a directive and he's doing it, we're going to do it. I say, okay, praise God, let's do it. Whether I agree or not, whether, man, I show my dad great respect, not only because he's my dad, but he's also my pastor and my boss. Like, wow, I better be able to figure it out with him, right? He's got all the roles covered. And we have a great relationship. Man, we got a great relationship, and I honored my mom while she was alive. I didn't wait till her funeral to give her special things and, and give her, you know, bring flowers and say good things about her. I treated my mom good while she was alive. So yeah, but my parents are flawed, or my parents aren't Christian like they, they didn't serve God like your parents. But you know what? We're called to honor and respect our parents. This is a freebie. I'm going off track here a little bit. We're called to honor and respect our parents no matter what. Say, man, my dad's in prison. You still show him great respect and honor. Scripture says, honor your father and your mother so you may live long upon the earth. And I'm telling you, people have a hard time, not you, but there are those who have a hard time with spiritual parents. And that's what pastors are. I've had people over the years, man, I know they love me, they treat me nice, but they'll duck and dodge me and then... I'll have a man of God or woman of God come and speak to them, and they'll tell them exactly what I told them before, and they think it's a great revelation. I'm like, I've been telling you that. Parents, you get the same thing sometimes, huh? You're like, my tia told me this or my teacher told me, and you're going, I've told you that already. What is going on? Nobody in here. I'm certain of it, but I've had those duck and dodge, and then, and then they're talking to uh, Pastor Angel when he's here, and he's, he's giving him the same advice I've given him. And I'm like, wow, okay, well, praise God. At least you're listening to somebody. I hope you're listening to him, you know. I don't know if it's familiarity or what, but people, and I've had to learn this as a pastor and not take it personally, is people, even though they love me and treat me with respect, many times there's something in their heart that makes them hide from me. Really? I've seen it. I've seen them do that with my dad, too. They just, and it's, it's a spiritual father thing. 
people duck and just like they do with God and say, man, I'm not God at all, but I'm a father figure. And it's amazing to me, just like there's that Adam and Eve reference again, reference again, they ducked and dodged the Lord in the garden once they'd messed up. And I've had people do that with me, like, oh, sheepish. I'm like, I love you. I'm for you. That's between you and God, whatever's going on. But I'm here for you, all right? So it's a lesson to me, too. I don't duck and dodge my dad currently, but I have before. I have. As a pastor, I can't give you an example of that, but I'm sure there's been times where I was like, man, I, you know, I don't want to face them. So show them, those who work in the Lord among you as leaders, show them great respect and wholeheartedly love and wholehearted love because of their work hmm. and live peacefully with each other. That last week I talked about drama a lot. Some folks just love drama, but man, per, Scripture says pursue peace with everybody. Look for peace. Man, I don't want drama. I just, I don't. I don't want the cops showing up and I'm arguing people and, and just, you know, I don't want drama. Live peacefully with each other. That's how Jesus called us to live. doesn't mean you don't stand up for truth and righteousness, but you, if at all possible, Scripture says, pursue peace with all mankind. You look for peace. You find a way to make peace with people. Say, but I don't agree with how they're living. That's okay. You treat them with love. But I don't, I don't agree. And they're irritating. Then don't hang out with them much, but pursue peace. You know what you can handle, all right? Live peacefully with each other. Don't keep going down the drama road, okay? Let's keep going. Brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy. Wow. Encourage those who are timid. Some are not as bold as others. Man, I'm, I don't know about my faith. I, don't, I, I know I'm right with God, but I don't want to share my faith. I'm, I'm nervous. Encourage them. And then it says, take tender care of those who are weak. Physically, emotionally, that's all it says. Take tender care of those who are weak and be patient with who? Just the sweet people. Just the real sweet, sugary sweet people. Just be patient with them. No, it says be patient. We're going to stop right here at verse 14 tonight. Be patient with everyone. Can I read that whole verse again if you don't mind? Brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy. <laughs> warn them. Hey, don't, don't be lazy. That's deep, huh? Get up and move. Come on, you got to serve God. Come on, let's, let's do something for the Lord. We urge you to warn those who are lazy. Encourage those who are timid, right? Those who are lacking in boldness, maybe some faith. Just encourage them. Say, no, get out there. Come on, we can do this. And take tender care of those who are weak. Be patient with everyone. Hmm. That's a very good note to end tonight. All right. Any questions? I know y'all are not going to ask me questions. Even those who are shaking their head know you might even ask me a question after church, but you won't ask me in here. I know it. Let's pray together tonight. Just to make sure, is there anyone at the sound of my voice in this house who would say, Pastor Matt, I need to accept Jesus. I've never, ever made Jesus the Lord of my life. If that is you, please raise a hand. I'm going to pray with you. This is also for those on the live stream. Anybody in this house, if you've never accepted Jesus, you've never made him the Lord of your life. All right. Everybody here is saved. You're walking right with God. You've accepted the Lord. Would you pray this prayer out loud with me for those who have joined us on the live stream on YouTube and Facebook? Pray this prayer with me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I'm sorry for my sin. Cleanse me. Without you and apart from you, I'm a sinner.
I need you, Lord. Come into my life. Change me. Say, I confess Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. And say, I believe Jesus died and rose again for me. Save me, Lord. Come into my heart. Stay with me forever. I believe in Jesus' name. Now let me just pray over you tonight, those of you that have come here, or those on the live stream as well. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for your mighty hand of blessing over the folks in this house, everyone here. Lord, those who have given first fruits offering or will give a first fruits offering, Lord, multiply it, surprise them with your favor, blessing, your grace, and everything that you have to offer them. We trust you tonight. We worship you. And Lord, we thank you because you are faithful and you are good. We thank you, Lord, because you've been so kind to us. We trust you, Father. We honor you. We can't live without you. I thank you for everyone in this house that would show up on a Wednesday night to hear your word and everyone on the live stream that would tune in on a Wednesday night to hear your word. Lord, I thank you that your word is working miracles in our lives. You're building great faith in us. But we know that faith comes by hearing and hearing. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So there's a repetition element in building faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And hearing the word of God. So Lord, we thank you tonight. We thank you for this time together. And Lord, I speak the blood of Jesus, protection, favor, grace, light, hope, joy, and excitement over everyone in this house. We trust you and we honor you. Thank you for your word. It's so amazing that we live in a country still where we can preach your word and we don't take it for granted because it's not free. The word is not free to be spoken all over the planet. And Lord, save this country again. Bring revival. We love our country. We love our country. Save people from the White House all the way down to the poorhouse, from the top to the bottom. Lord, bring revival again and use us. Flow through us again. We call it forth, Lord. We need it. We cry out to you for this nation. But once again, I thank you for your people and your hand of grace and mercy. And thank you for this time of the year. And thank you for every day. And thank you for what you're doing in our lives. We trust you and we honor you. In Jesus' name, somebody said, 